Middle of 2023. It's a little little later than we were originally planning on recording this, but we're here. Well, I'm here. You don't know who's with me yet, do you? You don't know. It's a secret. I think um, you might have already given it away. That's when they clicked to get to this podcast. Ah! Future me, what are you doing? You ruined it, future me. Hi. Uh, Hi, I'm Wendy Man. Hi, Steve. Hi, Wendy. Yeah. Uh... Stuff and things. How's it going? Rough month. Uh, sickness. A little bit of a throat issue. Uh, we originally planned to do this podcast some weeks ago, but uh, <laughs> things happen. But yeah, now we're life. mostly well <laughs> enough to to uh, continue this continue this uh, Odyssey of uh, Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. Pretty sure we've already used Mario Odyssey, but thank you. Uh, oh, oh wait, that wasn't <laughs> your guess. Okay, Magnavox Odyssey. Not, not the car either. Okay. Okay. Um, hmm. It's a normal episode here. Uh, Steve picked two of them. I picked three of them. Although uh, one of those three is actually a listener request. So you picked one of them, actually. No, I didn't. Yes, I, picked you. Two, I picked two of them. And you picked two of them. Yes. And you, the listener, picked one as well. I, uh, oh, 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 them. All those people out there, you're saying. One of them. Oh. One of them did. Lucky yeah. them. Usual format, we are going to play three songs from each game. It's your job to figure out the game based on the music. It can be any game that was released on a Nintendo platform in North America. That's the standard rules. Uh, rarely uh, we deviate from that, but not, not today. Hope not. Well, yeah, we also give them a little bit of a hint partway through, you know? But That's true. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. If you're not sure what uh, what the game is after the second song of the three songs, uh, we give you a bonus question, kind of a hint slash bonus question. Maybe you've already figured out the game and gives you an extra hint, or maybe uh, or a question to think about. If you haven't figured out, sometimes it acts as kind of a hint too to get you thinking in the right it's direction. Quite, it's quite the innovation. It is. Uh, you might have come up with that innovation. I'm, I'm not I sure. Did. I know I did. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to take credit <laughs> for it. That's right, Steve. Steve uh, co-founded this particular format. Yes, yeah, so I, I am keeping the long legacy of uh, Planet Trivia alive. Oh, yes, yes, this is the legacy of Planet Trivia, isn't it? Ah, well. First game. Let's do it.
I think we should just go on to the next song, all right? Let's do that. Let's keep it going.
kind of mysterious. It's quality. I got it a little bit of an idea there, but maybe a, a hint slash question might uh, put me over the top. I don't know. Absolutely. Here you go. Given the developer, this game is notable for being released first on which platforms? Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I think about that. Steve, I don't know that the audio fidelity on Discord comes through too well, but uh, that that was uh, that was kind of a Christmassy song. I don't know if you could hear like the jingles in oh, the background or not. Yeah, I I got it. I got the just um, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I did pick this last month. Uh, again, we were recording this a little later than we originally had anticipated, but uh, <laughs> it's still winter time. It, the Christmas hey. the Christmas season goes on forever and ever. And ever, and ever. Oh boy, geez. Hmm. Well, do you do you know uh, what game this might be? Well, I thought it was like gonna be like I, I I'm not sure if we've done the 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 rabbits games yet on the podcast. I've still some episodes to catch up on, and I was going that direction, but then the question kind of threw me a little bit, and especially said like the, there there are multiple games. Is that, is that the question? Games? No, the, just, the multiple platforms. Or platforms, right, right, right. And I, I mean that I just it just kind of hit a wall with that. And I'm like, what on earth could that be? And I, I'm honestly kind of drawing a blank now. I don't I don't have like any intuition as to the game or even the like answer to the question. So you're gonna have to reveal it to me, and I will be surprised. Or perhaps ah, hopefully not disappointed. Okay. All right. Well, uh, this is Part-Time UFO, oh. which was released for the Switch. Um, and is, uh, I'm a little disappointed, Steve. This is kind of Kirby adjacent here. This was developed by HAL Laboratory. 
And uh, honestly, the, the character is uh, suspiciously similar to Kirby from uh, NES in his like UFO uh, form. Huh. But, uh, yeah, so, so this is a, a, a HAL Laboratory game. I think they may have opened up like a, a Tokyo studio, and this might be from that studio. But um, it's notable in that it um, it was released first on mobile platforms, iOS and Android. Oh. So this was a, it was a mobile game. Well, yeah, I didn't I mean, know that. That's, I mean, I would assume that, well, it'd be, it'd be a mobile game. And I, that's, I was kind of got sidetracked because, oh, Nintendo's mobile game. But is that that's not a Nintendo game because it's not a Nintendo platform. So I'm just kind of like running circles around this, but I, I don't like, yeah, 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 okay. How's sort of almost almost Nintendo, but you're technically a different company. I'm not sure what the percentage ownership is, is, is Nintendo or whatever, but um, I mean, but yeah. They're, so, they're, they're in the Nintendo club, basically. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, this is a cool little game that, uh, it's silly, like you can play, pick it up, play for just a few minutes, it's... Um, I, I don't know how it plays on mobile, you know, touchscreen. I'm obviously playing it with a controller when I'm playing this, but uh, it, it's a simple concept. You're this cute little UFO that uh, is helping doing odd jobs. That's hence the name part-time job, part-time UFO. So part-time UFO. So um, you use your crane, uh, a la UFO catcher crane. Ah, get it? Yeah. I see. Uh, use your crane to pick up items and essentially move them or stack them. And uh, it's kind of a physics-y based thing, so you know you gotta make sure you don't knock things down. Or, and I think there's like secret th- objectives and, and things like that. I'm not very good at the game, to be honest. But it's single or uh, two-player co-op. There's a, a there's a co-op mode that's kind of um, like a separate adventure. I, I very briefly tried to play that with my wife. Oh, we, we didn't really. She hadn't played the main game at all, so obviously it was kind of tough for her to just jump right into that. There, there's some finesse there, but it, it's it's a cool game, and it, you know it it, uh, it definitely um, takes kind of the Super Mario World um, view of uh, music design. It's all just kind of riffs on one theme, basically, okay. um, with very few exceptions. I think that first song was maybe. Uh, Switch exclusive mode or something that may have a different song in it, but basically everything else is riffs on those two songs you heard afterwards, the second and third song. I see. Well, I'm definitely going to have to uh, look this one up because I, I do fancy uh, the UFO catchers at the local round one. I'm actually uh, halfway decent at them too. I get uh, lots of plushies and uh, various objects for me and my friends, so uh, yeah. <laughs> see how I see how I apply my skills to the uh, cute uh, UFO video game version yeah no it, it's i mean it, it, it doesn't look like a like literally like a ufo catcher it's not like the mini game from kirby's adventure <laughs> but but the it, it, it's an it's inspired uh, yes by I, I assume that stuff. That. yeah 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 it's fun there's some funny humor in there you know really good animation it's 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 a it, it's a quality little game i mean it, it's it's not very ambitious but uh it, it's uh i don't know i, I was Pleased with it when I when well, I finally check it I suppose it out. Um, I could check it out on uh, Android, <laughs> on mobile too. Yeah, you could do that if you'd prefer. Absolutely. Well, easy enough to do. I got my phone right here, so I'll definitely be doing that uh, next to dry spell of boredom at work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that. Th- th- this is uh, off the record, right? You're never going to do that, right? Yeah. Of course not. I- I'm, a- I'm an excellent employee. Mm-hmm. All right, but before you incriminate yourself, uh, let- let's go on to the next. Game. This is a game that uh, you picked. 
Oh boy. Oh, I, I should probably note, because I'm terrible at noting, the composers for Part-Time UFO are Megumi Ohara and Shogo Sakai, both, I believe, uh, employees at HAL. It makes sense.
Sweet. Quality. scared don't be scared it's music it's wonderful music yeah I, I guess the first one was scarier than the second one scary hmm it's an interesting take <laughs> anyways oh this is the part uh, where we do the uh, the hint question isn't it it is do you uh, have your hint question handy or- I, I do have it ready and available <clears throat> the uh, question what new manually controlled steering action 
was added in for this game. And we've been doing this since dark ages with fast paces. Take your rock and metal, throw it, drum and bass it. This one goes out to the cell dwellers. Stood alone, metronome, full force of the trendsetters. Rock the people, rush the stage.
Well, will we? Will we make it out alive? I think so. More alive than you'll ever be. <laughs> All right, good. Well, uh, you already know the game because you picked it. So why don't you just reveal it for us? Uh, this is the a sequel to one of the games I previously picked on Radio Trivia. This is Red Out 2. Just Red Out 2. There's no subtitle. Just Red Out 2, which is kind of refreshing, actually. Yeah, you're right. I... Huh. I mean, they know what they got, so all they had to do was put a 2 on it, and it, sell, it, it sells itself, and it does, honestly. <laughs> there, there is some controversy, because I have seen Roman numeral 2 for this game. I've also seen... Uh, what, would, what would be the other... Well, I mean, the the official, like, in the title screen, it's Roman numeral 2, so... But, you know... Two but when two. you go to the eShop and then read the description, which was provided by the developer, it has a... What is it? Arabic numeral? I don't know what the term is for the... Yes, Arabic numerals. Yeah. All right. There we go. Anyways, let's talk about Red Hat 2 a little bit. Uh, fantastic game. If you love the first game... You probably already have the second game. <laughs> but uh, better news for Switch owners this time around, because uh, the developer, 34 Big Things, uh, Italians, actually, they uh, did a little bit better job finding a publisher this time around, Saber Interactive. So uh, Switch version came out the same time. Uh, actually, came out a week later, I think, but you know, same time as everything else. Their platforms. Cool. A little bit uh, performance chugging early on, but there was a quick patch, and for the most part, you know, solid 30. Uh, I have seen reports that later, more extreme DLC tracks will chug a bit, but, you know, Switch hardware we're talking about at this point. Mm -hmm. It's going to yep. do that for most games that aren't Nintendo games, so uh, performance-wise, it's great. But, uh, yeah, getting a little ahead of myself. If uh, you aren't aware about the Red Out series, it is a futuristic uh, racing game basically in the same vein at, at really at like a tribute to sort of like the wipeout you know playstation wipeout games but it really has become sort of its own thing it's very much a unique game in the space it's number one claim to fame is just the sense of speed 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 this game goes fast even the slowest ships goes fast it's just mind-numbing how like the tracks and track design and uh, the new uh, boost mechanic they basically force you to just wail on the boost and go as fast as possible and it's great <laughs> it's really good and i will say it's actually a little bit more hardcore in fact in the first game uh to the point where they actually had to nerf some of the um, target times in the training missions because it was a little bit too hard. People couldn't get them. <laughs> People oh, couldn't meet them. Yeah, so they kind of toned that back down a little bit, but uh, it's designed definitely for you to just exploit every little control feature, every ship feature, every uh, mechanic of the game. And on the higher difficulty levels, you're hanging on for dear life just to you know, get a top three, let alone win. It's a little bit too much even for me, <laughs> to be honest with well, you. That's, oh, that is saying something. Cause you, you're really a, an enthusiast for these kinds of games. Oh my God, yeah. It, and, it, and just in, and in general, I mean, just you're, you're very good at technical games. Yeah, it 
does not mess around, and I mean that in the best possible way, because this is like, yeah. And, and to that effect, and this sort of uh, ties into the hint question, uh, what they added to this game, and specifically they made it manual control this time around, is the uh, controlling the role of your ship. In the first game, they had uh, uh, track sections that went from like, uh, you know, horizontal to vertical, and your ship would automatically sort of rotate to match the uh, angle of the track. Mm -hmm. uh, on the uh, higher control settings, if you like turn off all the training wheels, basically, that does not happen automatically anymore. It's 100% manual to do that. And the first couple of days I was playing the game, I was just like a fish out of water. It's like, whoa, you mean I had to like, you know, control the, where I'm steering with my, my thumb, and then I also have to take my same thumb and use the D-pad to control the roll. Like, whoa, 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 let's kind of back off here a little bit. This is like a lot. But, you know, you stick with it and you kind of understand where and when you would need to do it. It's like, oh, and then when you start getting it perfectly, and, it, and it's not just the roll, it's also like the pitch of your ship. You have to, you know, get just right to land perfectly flat at the landing of the jump feels so nice because you did it all yourself especially when you're going as fast as you're going it, it, and like you can't really like you know patch stuff on the back because the next turn's like you know already there so controls are really great they're really tight and uh, they got the kind of like the the right out style a uh, twin stick steering so your left stick you're controlling uh i guess it would be the turn like yaw if you're talking about in terms of craft. On the right stick, you are controlling uh, pitch and strafe. And then on the D-pad at Redout 2, you are controlling the roll when you are airborne. So there's a lot to handle. Uh, that's just basic steering. Then you've got boost, and you've got like the mega boost, and you know, steer a gas, brake. Uh, they did add a rewind feature, very much appreciated, especially in single player. Uh, that does give new players a little bit of a break. And as well, too, they added a lot of um, help, like control help features. Like, you can basically tell the game, okay, I want you to do this automatically, or I want you to kind of like give me like 50% assistance, or you can actually dial the percentage of assistance you want from 1 to 100. It's very actually fine controls you can do. But you can say, I want to do 100% me. Or if it's a little too hardcore, you can have the game assist you, stay in the track, do turns, do roll, do pitch, stuff like that. Hmm. So it's kind of, it's kind of like a really amped up version of the Mario Kart 8 training wheel stuff. <laughs> Just take it to, take it to, to like the extreme. Yeah, and really like, um, if you despise rubber banding, play right out too. It works both ways, of course. If you fall behind, you're not catching up. But if you have a lead, you're keeping it. Uh, and that's very good because you earned that lead. <laughs> you want to hold on to it. There's no, you're like way out in front. All of a sudden you hear like, you know, the engine of Bowser coming up behind you. Like, how do you do that? You know, kind of a thing. No, like you, if you like get out like a kilometer and a half in front of the second place guy, you're staying there unless you mess up, which is still a possibility. So, you know, it's still on you to maintain your momentum, maintain your position. But it's uh, some some tracks it gets very difficult. You really gotta like fight tooth and nail for your spot. 
All right. Well, the uh, composers uh, were Leonardo Mazzella or Mazzella. I'm not sure how that's pronounced. Yeah, but I, I believe he did I, the I, first one too, right? Um, I th- I think that was another guy, but I, th- I believe like the, most of that most of that music was done like in house or in partnership with like that composer did main main music. But there's also a lot of licensed music in there too. Uh, that that third track was from Zardonic. He's like a like one of those uh, what do you call them techno guys. Um, and there's also a couple of other artists that contributed music to the soundtrack. Uh, and the, the, the music in the game is quite dynamic. So if you're like, you know, just cruising and you'll, you'll get like kind of like the downbeat version. And once you like put the pedal of the metal, the bass kicks in. It's ah. like, you know, it's one of those games. And it's always very nice. I, I love games that do that. So what you heard isn't necessarily the way you would hear it in the game. It's, it's no, a, no. Yeah. That's, that's sort of like all the, the layers. Yeah, that's like on like the full you know soundtrack version versus yeah. the the mix the mixing you'd see in the I think there's actually a couple of uh, variants to some of the songs that play at different uh, situations in the you know depending on the race or the type of the race or whatever. So cool, cool. All right, we should probably move on to the third game. This is uh, my pick. Your pick. Okay, uh, I don't know mine, what it is, yeah. so I'm you playing along. You don't know where it is.
Ah, that's laid back after the uh, after the Red Hot Two music. That's that's uh, you know some nice lounge music. It's like I'm uh, well, maybe I'll hold that thought for the uh, next couple of songs. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, that probably got some wheels spinning there, but it, uh, it here did. is your here is your hint question. Yes, please. So, after returning a stolen item, what must you do to receive your reward? Hmm. Okay.
Okay. Wendy, do you have any uh, guesses here? I do have a guess, actually. Um, it, it's interesting that first song sort of made me think of you know like a la- like lounge, easygoing, almost like like casino gambling kind of things. So I thought, oh, maybe this is like a one of those like gambling games on the you know the NES or SNES or something. And then that second song was like, okay, this is Mario, <laughs> but this is like off-brand Mario, maybe. And then I thought, okay, the question is like, stolen item, what must you do? That didn't really take me anywhere. And I was listening to the third song, and it's almost like something unlocked in my mind, in my memories. Uh, And I don't know if this is the game, but this is like the guess I'm going to go with. Is it Mario is Missing? You got it, my friend. This is Mario is Missing. Yes! Another game on the list. Like, wait, I haven't used this yet. Uh, I think I used this a couple of times in the live oh, show, which that, probably that, would stop me from using it. That makes me so happy I got that because way to go. That's a game. <laughs> it sure is. You know, uh, I uh, I did have this game as a kid. I, I distinctly remember getting. It. I think I saw it in like the bargain bin, or maybe it was oh, yeah. a bargain bin at uh, at, a, at a warehouse music store. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I I don't remember. I play. I know I played it. I don't remember how much of it I played or how far I got. But I know, like, I had it at some point. Yeah, well, I I'm pretty sure I beat this game as a kid, which probably means I like left it on during the day and like for several days, or maybe I wrote down because it's a password based uh, save file. So maybe maybe we just wrote down the password. Um, yeah. So so this is um. This is an edutainment game, a license. It's, it is licensed by Nintendo, but it's well, definitely... Well, it has to be Mario's in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like a... Right, I mean, it wasn't like it's like a, a, a hack game that, you know, like Tengen or something, right? Um, but uh, this is the Super Nintendo version of the game. It has different music than the NES game. Right, right. Uh, and um, so, so the premise is that... Um, Mario uh, is captured by Bowser. He, he kind of—I think he falls down like a, a trapdoor. And so, as Luigi, you have to find him. And for some reason, you do so by teleporting to different worlds, which ha- or different areas, which happen to be different cities in the real world. And um, it's, very, it's kind of a surreal game that, like, you know, it's, it's reusing some Mar- Super Mario Brothers or Super Mario World sprites because it's of that era. Um, but there is a lot of like you know custom stuff. I actually was watching a little bit of a long play just to jog my memory, and you know they, they do have like different architecture for the different uh, cities you go to. So I mean I actually think the production values are, are pretty decent for being uh, what it is. Um, and I enjoyed kind of the riffs on the Super Mario World music. Uh, so oh, yeah. that's it's you know it's, it's really I'm not gonna say it's a good game, but it's. Um, it's not it's, terrible, and, and so no, no, I, I, I I enjoyed it as a kid, and you know this. You, so you, the promise is that you um, you got to go to the information booths. There are three per uh, city, and right. uh, and you got to return the stolen item from the Koopa Troopas. Which that part's a little wonky because you got to like jump to pick up the item after they drop it. I'm not not quite sure what they were thinking there, um, but uh, then you got to like do a, a trivia question about the 
about the artifact, which you, you can do by like reading the little newspaper about the stolen item, or sometimes it's like some character that you talk to in, in the city. So it, it, it's not bad. It's um, wait, hold, hold up, hold up. You said like you said there are like three information booths. Yeah, all man by Peach. And you have to answer a question. Isn't yeah, that literally what radio trivia is. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't give you a chance to get the, to guess the bonus question because that was what it was about. I apologize. I I, I have no idea. <laughs> I just found that it was a very funny parallel. Uh, no, I have no oh, idea yeah, what no, the answer is. This is a very meta game. It's about <laughs> Luigi. Uh, although it's unfortunately it's a palette slot for Mario, just like in the original release of Super Mario World. But um, uh, yeah, yeah, Luigi's going around answering trivia questions. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> old boy. And um, yeah. So apparently, um, Princess Toadstool does not trust Luigi to return authentic items. So when you try to return the item to make sure it's not fraudulent, she asks you a trivia question about uh, about the item or about the more generally about the, uh, the landmark. Because like you know, usually it's like oh, uh, I think like the first one's like like um, Rome's like oh, someone stole the coins from the trophy fountain. Or, you know, it's something like that for each of the landmarks. So yeah. Oh, well, I mean, speaking about, uh, as you mentioned, the palette swap of Mario, that's not entirely true for other versions of Mario is Missing. Um, I did a quick little lookup of the game, and it turns out everyone's favorite meme, Ouija, is based on the MS-DOS version of Mario is Missing. Huh. I didn't realize. Yeah, that's definitely, that's Ouija in the game, and, uh... The internet took that and ran with it. So uh, that's a little fun side f- side fact here on uh, Radio Trivia. Yeah. Wow. Don't say you never learn anything today, kids. See, Radio Trivia can be uh, fun and educational. It's uh, edu- uh, What was it? Edutainment? Edu- edutainment? Uh, edu- edutainment, yes. The, the parallels continue. <laughs> oh, the, the other fun fact is that in this uh, particular game, uh, can you guess where Bowser's Castle is located? New York? No, Antarctica. Oh, that's right. Yes. And so so outside of Bowser's Castle in the very beginning of the game, it's like really snowy. And, and so they actually thought at least that much about their uh, premise. So that's, that's kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah, I, actually, that, you know, that, is, that is a game I wouldn't mind, um, you know, getting my hands on at some point and trying to actually play through. Because I, I still have memories of the game. Like, like the one memory that sticks out to me... Um, and, you know, I don't remember how old I was, but I was, you know, young enough to still not understand games fully, I suppose. I was, like, walking around a city, and I had just done something I don't remember. And I was walking by a policeman, and I just, like, did a complete 180 and turned around and normal, like, walk by the policeman and, like, get in trouble for that thing that I did. And that's, like, the yeah. only memory I have. So, <laughs> Mario's missing. <laughs> kind of in that spirit, I, I noticed that when I was watching the, the little piece of the Let's Play, um, I mean, you, you walk back and forth with intersections, and so you're kind of going into and out of the the screen to go to kind of like layers of the city. Right. And and if you walk, try to walk in the middle of the street to go in or out, it won't let you. Like, there's like a horn honking, so it's like you have to use the crosswalk. <laughs> which is like, okay, well, it's an educational game. They don't want to encourage kids to... That's very nice. <laughs> So, nice. I don't know. Something about your the policeman comment reminded me of that. It's so yeah, it's interesting the little things they actually did think of. Like, oh, you don't want to teach kids to to walk in the middle of the street. So 
it's kind of a nice touch, I guess. Yeah. But it, do, it does make you wonder about the the world building here. Like, okay, well, so is this just an alternate universe where the Mushroom Kingdom has been smashed with the real world, or or what? Well, best not to think about it too hard. Yeah, I don't. Know, it, it is actually kind of cool because they got like a. Um, Super Mario World style world map that you walk around with as, as Yoshi because you're trying to figure out what. Yeah, city I do. You're in. I do remember that. Yeah, and, and so it's, it's like the real world, but it's with Super Mario World uh, little roads between intersections. So that, I don't know. There is some cool little stuff in here. I mean, for for what oh, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I definitely. I think. Uh, like I said, I, I want to see if I can get get my hands on that at some point. Definitely. Uh. Remember, uh, go down memory lane, as it were, and learn something because it's edutational. Yes. Yeah. Blah, blah. Ed- Next year. Edutastic. <laughs> Second song of Doom. Well, maybe not Doom. Is it Doom? I don't, I don't know what you would describe this music as. Pretty, pretty sure it's not Doom. It's not but, Doom. Uh, it's a different game. Doomy? Doomy?
for some reason I have a mental picture of of a dog with sunglasses on surfing. I don't know why. <laughs> okay, uh, you you do that, and um, <laughs> how about I just uh, ask this hint question for this uh, fourth game? You're gonna walk over there now. It's, Hi, I'm I'm TYB. <laughs> yes, uh, the question. Yeah, okay. I'll shut up now. Thank you. Our hero is the leader of a team sent in to stop a terrorist threat. What is the name of this team? Oakley Doakley. Steve, tell us the game. This is Winback Covert Operations for the Nintendo 64 and also recently available on Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah, I I tried to play this game. I, I think I kind of threw up my hands after about one minute, but it's not surprising. I'm not probably the target person for this particular game um uh, it's it's an odd old beast i have to say uh even remember I, when i first played it uh uh back in the day it's like this is kind of weird i can't move and shoot at the same time what's up with this it's like but you know you you start to understand what you can do the movement options and then you understand it's not about running and gunning it's about covering and gunning and this is really like the first game that took advantage of a cover system, hide behind you know crates, shipping containers, pillars, boxes, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. Make sure you're safe, and then look for your opportunity to poke out and shoot the people and or shoot the bad guys. And that's uh, basically the game. Uh, Win back is you're uh, infiltrating this terrorist uh, base uh, using cover and uh, you know trying to uh, stop the bad guy and win. 
does not sound like fun to me. No, <laughs> then that's fine. But I, I would I would say that it's like if you haven't played Winback, it's basically like if Metal Gear Solid was a lot more um, action and shooty instead of sneaky. I, I would put it in that same kind of class of game. Okay, well, I, uh, I don't like super sneaky either, so so go on. Well, there you go. Definitely not for you. Yeah. But yeah, but like it's a very basic game. At the end of the day, it really just completely hinges on the cover system. I think it holds up okay. Um, I did play it a little bit. I would want to spend more time with it to kind of get reacclimated with the the controls and the whole moving around and not moving while you're shooting. But it's, I think it's a solid game, and I was very surprised as were a lot of people when it did come out for the Switch. It's like, win back? Oh man, win back. Like, I don't remember hearing too much negative feedback about win back being on there. I, I, yeah, I, I what I saw on Twitter was mostly positive. It was like, oh yeah, I remember that game. This is a Japanese game, right? Uh, yes. Composers are Japanese names, and... I thought, thought it was uh, a Koei published, published yeah. Uh, who, who developed something? Because I just, I don't know, I, I guess it's a third-person game, so it's, I don't know, I just, when I think of, you know, cover shooting game, I, I'm just sort of surprised at this early of a game and it was a you know, Japanese developer, not uh, a Western developer. Just, I don't know, maybe I'm typecasting or whatever, you, or, or pigeonholing uh a whole country there, but it just it sort of surprises me. That's all. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it was it was developed. Uh, Japanese developed was developed by Omega Force, uh, best known for the old Dynasty Warriors games. Really? And all those derivatives. Yes. Oh wow. Well, uh, the composers are they're uh, Kaori Nakabai. I'm gonna butcher these. Kaori Nakabai, Keiji Yamagishi, and Tsumo Hirasawa. And yes, I snubbed the Mario's missing people. Sorry, Sam Powell and <laughs> Rob Wallace. I like your remixes, guys. Hey. <laughs> this is I, I want more deep cuts on the N64 library for Nintendo Switch Online. I mean, even even oh, with sure. shit that I yeah. don't care at all about. I mean, there there's so much crazy stuff. You know, it was early days of 3D. People were trying stuff. It didn't always work out. But it's it's really like yeah. an archaeological dig, you know. It is. I think like the N64, like way more so than the PlayStation, the PlayStation One. Like I think it was sort of like the best laboratory of ideas, and you know they're like the ones that hit and like just stayed around forever. Then they're the ones that hit at the time, but maybe nowadays you go back to them and they don't hold up at all or not as well. And then there's just like the weird stuff that was, you know, weird when it came out, and you know, kind of like nothing to these days. But yeah, Winback, man. So I actually, we played um like growing up, my friends and I, we played like there was a couple of months where we played Winback multiplayer almost as much of as not the same amount as Goldeneye multiplayer. So how how does like, the Winback multiplayer uh, work? It's pretty straightforward. There's like there's a couple of different modes, but um, it's like deathmatch or team deathmatch. They also have like um, like colored cubes in various different modes with that. Like uh, you know, if, if you kill somebody with a cube, you take over the cube, and only the person with the cube can score points. 
So it's either, you know, the person with the cube scores or everyone else tries to kill them and get the cube for themselves. Okay. And that's also colored cubes. You had to, like, you know, get them in order off the ground or you had to, like, shoot people to get their cubes. It was very interesting. So, so was uh, the cover mechanic I, I, uh, a major player in the multiplayer as well? Yeah, I mean, that's it, it's literally the whole game. Like, without it, it's, it's nothing. Because you can't, like, you have to decide to either, like, stop and, like, aim and shoot or move and be vulnerable because you can't move and shoot. And it's a very strange limitation that ultimately works out in the game's favor because it, it, it's, it does make you consider your movements. It does make you uh, commit to actions that you might not have if you had, like, the safer, you know, I'm going to run and shoot at the same time. Uh, you do have, like, you know, like the combat role and... You can do things like jump out a longer distance from a corner to get like a more accurate shot. And they have various weapons like a shotgun or SMG or there's even a rocket launcher, which is fun. You can get your hands on that. And in fact, actually, that does remind me. Um, all the uh, members of your team that you meet along the way, uh, I'll answer the hint question a little bit. If you don't remember who what the team name is, it's a, it's a name. But you have all your teammates, and you also have like all the boss characters and all the people in the game. All those characters uh, are ultimately accessible in multiplayer, but they all have different like weapons and traits. So sometimes you'll have like the character that has a different starting weapon. One will have unlimited ammo on a secondary weapon. Um, some of the boss characters have their boss weapons. It's like that, there's one that has a minigun. He's the only one that has a minigun but he's also like very slow and can't roll or anything like that. So there's a lot of variety with the uh, character choices. And it's not just like GoldenEye where everyone's the same. It's just like a, you know, a reskin. Mm -hmm. the, the character variety does really mix things up in multiplayer. And uh, what I can remember from us playing it, it was just... It was kind of like a chaos in a lot of ways. Because like you, you, you move, you shoot, you get hit, you get the little temporarily invincibility while you try to recover. I'm aiming at you, and while I'm aiming at you, I'm vulnerable to be targeted by somebody else. <laughs> so I want to try to move cover, and there's this guy around the corner, and he just blasts me in the face with a shotgun. And like the arenas are pretty tight as well. So even though there's cover, it's only really cover from so many directions. You're always going to be open from another direction. So it's really on you to keep moving to make sure that you're protected from as many angles as possible. And I think that's part of, uh, as I remember anyway, uh, what made the multiplayer so crazy is that you're always just going all over the place trying to find safe spots and, and getting your shots off. Wow. It, uh, it, I had not given this game enough credit. It sounds like it's a pretty uh, unique balance there. Yeah, unique is definitely uh, the way to say it. Uh like games, you know, more modern games, like Gears of War especially, have uh, really taken the cover system and, and run, ran with it. But Winback was really the first one to do it. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's very much a game worth checking out. Uh, happily, it's very accessible now uh, on Switch Online. Uh, I actually have uh, my N64 here. I'd like to get the, uh, the actual game. But I also have an EverDrive, so one way or the other, I can you know play it on actual hardware with my N64, uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's good. 
Cool. Well, we have one game left. This is the listener request. Not so fast. Hey, what? Okay. All right. Answer the hint question. Yes, you tease him. That's right. You didn't. You did not give it away. Go ahead. Yeah, I kind of wanted. I kind of wanted to say this for last because it is kind of an unfortunate name. Uh, the uh, t- the team, our hero, uh, one Jean Luc Picard. Oh no, Jean Luc Georges, because he's French. Uh, he's the leader of the uh, Scat. Mm. Yeah, it's Scat. It's a special covert action team. Well, hold on. Isn't there a game yeah. called Scat, or am I? There's Scars. There's a uh, Scars was a racing game on the N64. Uh-huh. Yeah, special cybernetic attack team. All right, I'm looking this up. Okay, I was thinking maybe it was a reference to that. Nope, that was developed by Natsume. So I was thinking maybe. Yeah, maybe... that's. Yeah. All right. S- Never mind. Scat. Yeah, but pick a better name next time. <laughs> no. All right, on to the last game here. first game no it wasn't I'm lying that was the first song from the last game how about the second song from the last game are you ready I am you are okay all right are you sure press play (laughs) 
for March. Yeah, well, it's a fun March. It is. All righty. This is your hint question, Wendy. Please. Okay. There are 10 playable characters in this game's single player mode, but only two of them have names starting with a letter other than G is in golf or V is in Victor. Who are they? Huh? Huh? Okay.
It's an action-packed ending there. Sounds like it. Do you have any idea what game this might be? More importantly. Well, I mean, the only thing I have to go off here is the G and the V thing. And I'm like, G and V? Like, we're not talking about Walmart great value, so it's got to be something else. (laughs) And, like, the only name that comes to mind when bringing up the letters G and V, and I think the music might fit this, is one of the Gunvolt games. Is that where uh, we're headed? I don't know. Give me a guess for the uh, your guess here. Uh, how about, uh, was it um, 3? Uh, uh, Striker Gunvolt 3? Oh, I am sorry. This this is uh, this is Dragon Ball Z Boo's Fury for the Game Boy Advance. Request to buy Cherablaze. Completely off. <laughs> you were completely off. Oh, uh, um, yeah. G and V. All the Gokus and all the yeah, Vegetas. Yeah, and... yeah. So, so I'll listen to the... I'll start with the list of 10. I, I tweaked the, the question that uh, Cherablaze sent because I, I didn't want it to be like a number question or... Or, uh, like, list all ten of them or whatever, so... List all ten Gokus! There's Goku, Gohan, Trunks, Videl, Vegeta, Goten, Gotenks, Hercule, Gogeta, and Vegito. So, um, yeah. Well, yes. Hercule, also uh, known in Japan as Mr. Satan. That's right. But uh, this game is very much based on the Funimation localizations, um... Which, uh, I mean, if you grew up uh, watching the Funimation dub of uh, Dragon Ball Z, it's pretty iconic. Yeah, who um, didn't? Well, you know, if you lived in a different place um, or, or, you know, didn't grow up uh, watching it, probably. I don't know, the, the Dragon Ball Z dubbing localization thing is very confusing. I, I don't understand it all, but, but uh, the Funimation version is the one that, uh, you know, if you were watching Cartoon Network as a kid, uh, Toonami or whatever, you, uh, that's what you saw. And, uh, so many people did see that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so this was, uh, I think, the third game in the. Uh, I'm gonna forget the name of the darn series, but there, there was a series of uh, GBA top-down action RPGs that uh, that Webfoot uh, Technologies developed. This is the third in that series, uh, Boo's Furry. So it, it's based on the Boo Saga. If, if, uh, if you're a DBZ fan, you'll know what that means. Uh, and it, uh, based on what I've seen, it. It hews very, very close. It's it's quite a um, uh, homage and not even homage. I mean, it's a, it's a very loyal uh, recreation of of the storytelling. I mean, a lot of the the text uh, in the game is you know lifted from the dialogue and in uh, the localization and it, you know they, they even have kind of like the the chapter introductions is like da 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 you know so uh it's uh, you know it's, it comes off to me as kind of like well if you want to kind of uh, re-experience the the dbz story but you don't want to sit through all, all the the tv show stuff again it's kind of an alternate way to get the same um feels um i do think that the, there's some padding in the in leveling up in, in like the combat and stuff i i didn't get a good feel from that from what i watched but um very text heavy very text heavy game but it looks beautiful and and the music um is quite good recreation of uh 
of the Funimation dubs uh, soundtrack, which yes, it had a different soundtrack uh, than uh, other uh, versions of Dragon Ball Z. Uh, so uh, the the adaptations were done by Yanis Brown, and I believe Bruce Falconer is the composer of the original uh, music for the TV show. But, uh, you, oh, know, I see. you put them back to back. Oh yeah, that's that's the same song, and it works really well because um, I mean. There's a lot of mood setting um, music, and, and it it just sort of fits a, a video game pretty well. So I, I think it's yeah. pretty cool. I, I was impressed. I, I have not played any of these games. I, I couldn't tell you whether it's actually fun to play, but um, I mean, I, the, I thought that for you know, in terms of nailing the license, it it nails its use of the license. It, it, you know, it, it, that is the game is, is the license. It's not you know, it's some tacked on crappy fighter or something you know it's 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 the dbc story and music and graphics and so on and so forth yeah it's funny like you know growing up like many many a boy and many a teenager and many a young adult i love watching dragon ball z that was like you know the show to watch and it's just kind of funny in that thinking about it that uh, other than the recent fighting game and, and barely at that i have never really played any any games you know, it was just the TV show and, you know, maybe a movie here or there, but that's it. Yeah, I, I had a review copy of, I think it was a Game Boy Advance fighting game. It might have been a DS sequel. I think I used it on the show, DBC Warriors or something. It, it was actually a pretty good fighting game. I think it might have been developed by Arcsoft or might have been Dimps. I don't know. It was a pretty good developer in that era for a fighting game. And, and uh, as someone who wasn't really into fighting games, I still kind of appreciated the, the balancing and, and uh, the presentation. That was pretty good. Well, I'll have to dig through the archives and, and uh, look up the name of that later. But uh, So yeah, that, you know, DBZ is a valuable uh, license and clearly um, there, there's at least some attempts to keep the quality associated with that license. I won't say they always yeah, succeed, yeah, but uh, there are definitely some at least uh, um, decent Games. It wasn't just slapped on a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and I mean, Dragon Ball's definitely still around because of uh, the new series, Dragon Ball Super, which I've seen you know pretty decent amount of, is very good. Like uh, my brother, especially, he loves watching that. So um, again, with the, uh, the the recent modern fighting game, uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z or Fighters, uh, also on Switch, I believe. Uh, yeah, Dragon Ball's around, still going. It's going to go along for a very long time, and. Uh, yeah, more games ahead, eventually. Well, thank you, Chairblaze, for that request. It's certainly not one I would have thought of, and uh, I really appreciate the music. Uh, it was fun to dig through uh, GBA, high-fidelity GB, for GBA, GBA uh, renditions of these songs, which were, like, you know, eerily familiar. Like, oh, yeah, I guess that's from the TV show. Cool. Uh, that, uh, I think we should wrap this up, so I gotta say goodnight to the kiddos before they go to sleep. Steve, thanks for uh, uh, joining me here. I know it was kind of difficult to make the schedules work. I really appreciate it. it. made it work. And uh, next time, you know, some point in the far future, the next time I'm on, hopefully we can just jump right into it. All right. Uh, anything you want to uh, plug these days before we hang up? Or Not really. Uh, not, not necessarily, uh, other than the fact that uh, I'm kind of applying my, uh, my trade button, uh, you know, in the, in the Discord. 
on Discord. I mean, you can find me in the Nintendo World Report Discord, uh, posting memes and uh, dad jokes and what whatnot. Um, if you also enjoy uh, fighting games, I run the uh, Capcom vs. SNK2 Discord. So uh, join me in there, why don't you? Uh, or just say hi on the NWR Discord. Get in the NWR Discord. Say hi. All right, if you have a request, you can email me at typ at nintendoworldreport.com. Please include Radio Trivia somewhere in the in the title, in the subject, or you can use the form I link on every episode of this podcast, and that'll send me an email as well. Till next time, have fun, guys. See ya. UFOs copyright 2020 HAL Laboratory Nintendo. Red Out 2 is copyright 2021 34 Big Things. Mario is Missing is copyright 1993 Nintendo The Software Toolworks. Winback Covert Operations is copyright 1999 Koei. Dragon Ball Z Boo's Fury is copyright 2004 Bird Studios, Shueisa Toy Animation, Funimation, Atari, Webfoot Technologies. <laughs>